Unturned is presented by Update AI. As a representative of the customer, you have to hold pretty near and dear the relationship you have with product, right? Because at the end of the day, we sink or swim based on what the product does for our customer. So if the CS team doesn't have a good relationship with product, or conversely, if product doesn't have a good relationship with the CS team, it is a massive impact to the company. Welcome to Unturned, a show about the leaders and innovators of companies who have forged incredible customer relationships and stories you can use to advance your own career. Here's your host, Josh Schechter. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Unchurned. I'm Josh Actor, founder and CEO of Update AI and host of Unchurned, and I'm incredibly excited today. Joining me are Ali Destornia, Chief Customer Officer of Churn Zero, and Abby Hammer, Chief Product Officer of Churn Zero. Ali, Abby, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you thank for you having, having us, Josh. Josh. Absolutely. Churn Zero, I love the name, by the way, I, I always have. <laughs> and I've also really always admired your. Um, branding around the uh the little the, the little characters and the churn monsters the churn yeah. monsters there we yes. go churn yeah. monsters yeah i love it so uh, you're a cs platform abby you've been with churn zero pretty much from the beginning for seven yeah. plus years now um tell us a little bit briefly about churn zero yeah absolutely uh i'll attempt to be brief valley knows that's not always my forte but uh, so Churn Zero is a platform and a partner for teams that manage customers. Uh, certainly the customer success team, but we also support a variety of other customer teams like account management teams, onboarding teams, professional services teams. We're really trying to make sure that anybody who's involved in helping the customer have a great experience, realize the outcomes that they bought for, that everybody's working out of the same place with the same deep, rich data so you can make data-driven decisions. Um, so you can re- be really proactive about how you work with customers. So our goal is to just give CSMs and other customer-facing teams that proactive edge, whether it's getting in front of changing health or finding the right moment to upsell or cross-sell or understanding renewals that are coming up and better forecasting. All of that can be done for, and much, much more. And tell us a little bit about your role as part of the story here because yeah. you... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I've been at Churn Zero since the beginning. Um, I was employee number one after our two our, our two co-founders, our CEO, Yuman, and our CTO, Mark. And, you know, the Churn Zero came from a really natural place for us. A previous organization that we were at, we, we had real churn and we couldn't figure it out. We couldn't get our hands around it. We couldn't get in front of it. And so that's what got the three of us into being really interested in the world of platforms that support customer-facing teams. There was so much out there at the time for sales teams, for marketing teams, and basically nothing for customer teams, which is is so strange. So actually originally joined as our director of product, but then as we needed someone to uh, get our customer team off the ground, I have a background in customer success. We didn't call it that at the time, uh, aging myself just slightly there, but I had a background in customer success. So I, I ran that team, our customer success team, our implementation team for the first six years. Uh, so it was a really interesting opportunity to run both product and customer success. And it helped our our solutions grow in a really well-rounded way because we were users of our own product as well. But those are two incredibly important functions in the organization that cannot be reasonably done by a human, even one as stubborn as me for forever. So I was super thrilled and so excited uh, when we brought in Ali uh, last year, which has just been revolutionary for us as a customer success team and our own maturation of customer success. So 
with her coming on board, I switched over to just focusing on product, which has been very lovely. And Allie, welcome to TrendZero. It's been a year now, so it's been some time. <laughs> yes, it has. It has. Uh, it's been a whole year. Yeah. But uh, tell us a little bit about your role and, and what brought you over. Yeah. So I am the chief customer officer at TrendZero, and I have responsibility over everything post-sale. So basically, after a customer buys, my team is the one that makes sure that we implement them. Uh, that we have um, a customer success function that makes sure that they adopt and optimize Churn Zero. Um, and then we have a support function as well as professional services and solution engineers. So we run the whole gamut of the post-sale experience. I want to talk, focus the conversation today on the interplay between product and CS, right? I guess that's an obvious theme here. By the way, that's also my background because I've spent 15 years in product management and now running a company in customer success as well. Um, mm-hmm. So so it's personally very interesting. What does that marriage look like in the case of Churn Zero? How, I guess, Abby, let's start with you. How are you gathering information from the CS team to make informed decisions in the product? Yeah, it's a really important question. And I'll start by saying it, you need to have more than one method um, as much as possible. You want the data that you get from customers to be as textured as possible so that you can understand it, it through several different cuts. So we certainly have mechanisms like survey, you know, NPS that goes out, CSAT that goes out after support, uh, you know, CSAT that goes out after our implementations. We have lots of opportunities for customers to talk directly to us about the things they love and the things that they find challenging. Um, we also sort through all sorts of data that we get naturally through working with customers, whether it's emails or recordings of phone calls or support tickets that come in because you can find these gems of feedback, you know, all within, all within those sort of naturally occurring engagements. But something that Ali and I have worked really hard on uh, and really changing up the process a bit in the last year is also how we have our team submit feedback on behalf of our customers. So we have a process that we go through to submit that feedback. And we like having our team do that because they can give us super clear feedback. They're going to have had the opportunity to talk to that customer fully understand what they're going for, what they're asking for, why they're asking for those things. So they can be a really rich source of feedback for the product team. So we have this system set up for them to be able to submit feedback to to us. Product reviews that feedback on a very regular basis, weekly, in fact, because what we want is we want to set up a loop for our internal teams and for our customers. So I think one of the most challenging points between product and CS is that feedback loop. Like there's usually lots of ways that feedback is sort of slingshot at product, however well it may or may not be passed. But it's that loop that sometimes really falls apart. We want our team to know that we're reviewing things and understanding what's there. And we want them to understand how that then folds into roadmap, what we prioritize, how and why. And we want to equip the CS team to be able to go back and talk to customers about the things that they ask for. So that feedback loop was was super important for us, as were regular meetings that we run at least quarterly, if not more frequently, where we talk through that feedback together and try to understand not only what the quantitative data is telling us, but also what the qualitative data is telling us. Ali, how have you set up the customer success group so that you have that rhythm of feedback going? Like tactically speaking, you've got a lot of CS leaders that are listening to this podcast. Abby did a good job in describing it, but but like specifically, how does your machine run in that sense? Yeah, I think you have to be very organized. So one of the things that I've learned in my experience with product leaders is um, 
They are highly responsive to quantitative data, not just qualitative data, right? So telling your chief product officer about how a customer is not going to renew because of a certain feature set is just, it's not going to carry a lot of weight, right? So we really, really have to be able to provide quantitative data. So we get very specific in terms of CSMs are responsible for actually putting in um, enhancement requests, either through support or directly within the system so that Abby and her team can actually pull that data out and review it on basically a weekly basis. They go through all of the different tickets that we submit that are um, enhancement requests, and they validate whether or not that is going to be something that we want to focus on in the roadmap. And then I think the other thing that is really responsible, uh, the responsibility of the CS organization is pattern recognition. We are the ones that really need to define what are the things that we see over and over and over again, what we hear over and over and over again. And then we need to be able to assign a value, a dollar value to those different themes. And once we do that, I feel like that's something that is is much more digestible to a product team because they actually see the business impact of that as opposed to just hearing that a particular customer is going to churn if they don't get that. How are you going about that today? How are you assigning those patterns and categories of feedback that you're hearing? Yeah. So one of the things that we do is we try to organize it around actual feature sets within the product. And then we try to, uh, we basically take the dollar value of the account and we assign it to those different things. Makes sense. So we we try to add all of that up and say, you know, this is going to be X amount of dollars to the business if we can get this particular. Money always talks. Money always talks. It's amazing how that happens. Yes, it is. So you're providing a lot of value to product for sure in that feedback from the customer, for the front lines of the customers. Product is, what's product giving you? So I think one of the whole reasons <laughs> I joined Churn Zero is because I was a I was a customer of Churn Zero before, and I had the privilege of being able to work with Abby. So when I went about deciding on what my next adventure was, I was like, oh my gosh, I get to work with a chief product officer who was also somebody who worked in customer success. I mean, how lucky and blessed could I be, right? And so... Uh, it's been so much fun to have such a great partnership with somebody that I respect and admire so much. But I think what Abby has done, and I really appreciate this, is she understands the customer perspective. She's not afraid to go talk to customers. She enjoys going and talk to customers. Um, but one of the things that I think has been really, really beneficial for us is she has developed a roadmap that she's been able to present to customers. And she's been really great about being able to tell customers, hey, this is what we're focused on. This is what our roadmap looks like. This is the impact it's going to have to you. This is the impact it's going to have to other customers. With also not being super specific around individual features and dates because you don't ever want to put you don't ever want to put the product team on the hook to be like, I will develop this feature in the color blue on Wednesday, December 22nd, right? I mean, that's just never going to happen. And you don't want that pressure on your product team to do that. So Abby's been really good about developing this kind of higher level roadmap that gives our customers an understanding on what we're going to be focused on, a higher level expectation of when they can when they can see those features. Did someone say ChatGPT for customer success for free? 
HealthUpdate.ai has you covered. CSMs get automated summaries of every customer call. That's real time savings that adds up. There's no bot, and Update even works alongside other tools like Gong. Sign up today at www.update.ai. That's update.ai. Ali, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Which function is the most sacred relationship with which you hold? Is it product or are there any other groups out there? So I think it's, I think as a representative of the customer, you have to hold pretty near and dear the relationship you have with product, right? Because at the end of the day, we sink or swim based on what the product does for our customer. So if the CS team doesn't have a good relationship with product, or conversely, if product doesn't have a good relationship with the CS team, it is a massive impact to the company. I, I really do think that that is, to me, the most sacred relationship. Um, and then probably next up, the CFO, because that person usually gives us the money, right, at the end of the day. <laughs> but again, it really has to be about the product. The CFO is always the most uh, sacred relationship for anybody in the business. That's for sure. <laughs> Everybody wants to be their friend. Everybody yes. wants to be friends with the CFO. And, and when you guys are, are having these uh, these meetings, it sounds like there's there's lots of collaborative sessions between product and CS. Are the entire groups participating? Um, to, how how are you kind of structuring those conversations? Yeah, it depends. You know, I, uh, as much as possible, we want as much of the CS team to be involved. But obviously, there is a real, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen phenomenon, especially at certain moments in the development of a feature. And I think that's another thing that product can really bring to CS is where do you involve them and how do you involve them? So a lot of times we do it heavily at at the opposite ends, like feedback on feature ideation and sort of priorities on feature ideation, and then maybe some feedback right before you release, like this sort of imminently it's going out to customers. And we skip all the middle. And to be fair, we skip the middle because it's challenging to do a lot of coordination in the middle. You know, as a product person, I'm always getting challenged on how quickly I can produce good features, you know, get stuff ready for the business, get ready for stuff ready for Ali's team and for our sales team to really push us forward as a business. And the more people you put in that process, the slower it can get. But I think there's so many lovely spots throughout the process to drop in CX, to give them more notification of what's coming up, to give them opportunities to influence how you're thinking about things. Uh, you know, So we involve different members of the team and different levels of the team at various points. And I'd say the closer we get towards actually releasing a feature, um, the more... The, the the larger number of people we want included. Because at that point, we're really now starting to go out and want the CS team to be comfortable with the feature before they have to be comfortable with it in front of our customers. So I, I think you have to pick your moments there and you want to make sure that when you do put people in the process, you're super specific about what you want from them from the process. Because if you don't give people direction, they'll give you some scattered sort of thoughts or feedback that they may not understand the role you want them to play depending on where you're dropping them in the process. Turn Zero is very active in the customer success community. And I know you both, you know, are active as well. What are, we're in Q2 now of 2023 already. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in talking to customers and just being immersed in the world of CS right now? Efficiency. It's mm -hmm. all about efficiency. It's all about how we can leverage the resources we have as effectively as we can 
Um, and of course, that old adage, um, more with less, I think is really being felt across the board, but specifically within CS. What, what exactly? Can you get a little bit more specific? I, I totally, I hear the same thing with efficiency and more is less. Um, how does that impact what customers are asking for, the types of features they're asking for, the types of you know, negotiations you might be having, like what, what, what's the, been the impact downstream of that? Yeah. So in terms of the features, you know, luckily for churn zero, I shouldn't say luckily, it was intentionally, but, you know, we've always been very interested in how you can support multiple types of CSMs. So from a very high touch CSM, someone who maybe has, you know, 10 customers in their book of business, 20 customers in their book of business, they can really do a lot of hand-to-hand combat versus a high velocity CSM, someone who might have hundreds or even thousands of customers in their book of business. And the tools that those CSMs need are very different. There's a lot of overlap, but there there's also the more you need to do the more you need to rely on smart automation, the more you need to rely on things that are as much as possible taking the busy working guesswork out of your day. You can appreciate that very much, Josh, given what update does. You know, so so that's a lot of the features that we're hearing is if I'm trying to make sure that my that the human resources that I have can be used in the best way you can use a human resource, which is for strategic discussions, you know, helping unstick situations. What else can you introduce to free up their time to do that? You, you referenced uh, my company. So I want to segue from that there. We're obviously focused on chat GPT and large language models mm-hmm. and this new really generational changing technology that's that's out there now. And Churn Zero was one of the first in the CS space to to quickly adopt it. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your vision for, you know, a little bit of current state of how you're effectively using your large language models, but also future vision of where you think ChatGPT and these NLPs can take the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are just at the beginning of understanding what Gen AI is going to do for, for a lot of job functions, not just for customer success, but for a lot of job functions, a lot of just human functions in general. So it, it's both very exciting and very kind of, you know, it's a lot to take in. I, I think probably the closest thing we've seen, you know, is is the invention of the internet. Like it might be a little dramatic to say it that way, but I think it's going to become that big of a change in, in terms of what we do. So I think a lot of what Turn Zero is focused on here in the shorter term lines up with some of the initiatives that you all have put out, Josh. And that is, hey, there's a lot of our day that we spend doing things that aren't higher level processes. Like just think about a single meeting and what happens around a single meeting. Prep for that meeting. Free notes. Sending out invites. Then during the meeting, you have the notes of what's happening and you know follow up items and things you got to update and whatever your system is like it, things you got to update and churn zero then afterwards you got to you know finish off those notes and write those emails there's a lot of noise around a thing that CSMs do every day all day you know sometimes back to back to back all day every day so i think if we to to just sort of broadly talk about it, i think there's a lot that uh that some of the new technology we're running into can do to take over some of the low-level functions that we do every single day to give us more time to do uh, different things. It can also help us understand lots of data very quickly, which has always been a huge challenge. You know, data is beautiful till you're drowning in it, and then you know, then it becomes it becomes unhelpful. So I think it's those two very broad categories. I think we'll first start seeing an impact, and that we're interested in helping bring about an impact. And, and I do think what it can do for productivity is we're we're just now skimming the surface of it. Uh, they've they've seen oh, yes. that in other products that have had it for years, and and um, yeah, I'm very very excited. Uh, last question for you guys is: you're both female leaders. 
and I, I know you have a, a very close relationship and and it's a bit unique right frankly and unfortunately uh, at a tech company to have such a a weight of female leadership tell us a little bit about maybe Ali we start with you like what that means to be working so closely at the leadership level with Abby yeah, let's start with that. Yeah, um, I think that's a really interesting point. I think we we all know, and it's been proven that representation matters, right? So when you have a partner um, who is similar to you and understands and sees the world in a way in which you understand and see the world, right, it makes a huge difference. And I think for me, particularly whenever, you know, going into a board meeting or going into an executive team meeting and knowing that I have a counterpart who has a shared experience, not just from the business perspective, but also the world perspective. It, it's it's great. It's it's incredibly helpful. And I feel a lot more comfortable and I feel um, like my message is being heard and delivered and also um, I'm being supported. It's, it makes it makes a fantastic difference. I think it also gives our other executive team members a different perspective that they haven't mm. necessarily heard or seen before. That's wonderful. And I mean, Abby, you were there when when obviously before Ellie came on board, and so when they may have had that different perspective that wasn't seen or heard before. So, how has it changed things for you uh, having been at Turn Zero for seven years? Yeah, you know, I said this to Allie a few months after she'd started. I, you know, I've been blessed to work with really wonderful leaders at Turn Zero. Um, you know, but for a long time, I was the only female in leadership, and I almost didn't fully realize the absence until it wasn't absent anymore until you know until I was in a meeting with Allie and we were able to connect on these points and understand one another and support one another's perspectives on these things and that's not to say anything uh you know negative about what was happening before but it's just you don't realize the full realm of possibility when all you've ever known is is a different reality um so it was for me, it's been, you know, a big confidence builder, you know, and how I enter a room and how I'm going to be supported by a fellow female colleague in the room. And it's just been, it's also been very interesting for me as someone who's you know, being on the technical side of the house, women in general are less common than they should be. So this is a thing I care about a lot of how we get more women in leadership and more women in technical leadership. So thinking, having this realization for myself and understanding what it means to be in a room with another woman is an important thing for me to have in mind as I try to bring other women into tech and raise in into tech leadership um, because I frankly didn't fully realize it until until I got the different experience. Yeah. Allie Discornia, Abby Hammer, thank you so much for being on this episode. I have really enjoyed our conversation and best of luck to you and to Churn Zero in the year ahead. Thank you so much, Thanks, Josh. Josh. Hey guys, it's Josh. Don't hang up. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what? Even if you didn't, I'd love for you to give us a rating in iTunes or Spotify. And after you do, email me at josh at update.ai with the name of your favorite charity. And my company, Update AI, will make a donation on your behalf. I'd love to connect with each of our listeners. Send me a LinkedIn request and I'll accept it immediately. Just go to www.update.ai slash LinkedIn, and it'll redirect to my profile. Thanks.